0: And welcome! Tonight we have the fabulous Jen. Random Cran is with us. Hi, Jen.
1: Hi, Pam. How are you? I'm good, and how are you? Oh, I'm good. It's uh, kind of a dark and stormy night on the Oregon coast so far, but uh, well, it's definitely fogged in. I can't, it was raining yesterday, but I haven't seen the sun much today
2: that sucks. It's
3: because it's been over on our side of the planet uh, on the, I shouldn't say the planet on our side of the continent Uh, was steamy, steamy, steamy on the east coast. How about it? Yeah.
0: I, I, you know, I had uh, my neighbor Phil out today. He had some stuff he had to take back to the library. And I worry about him when it gets to be 90 degrees because with him it's Can affect his heart so much, and his niece isn't there tonight because they were doing some stuff at his sister's house or her daughter's house. So I, you know, I pick him up and I'm like, "Are you okay?" "Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine. Okay." Turn the air conditioning up in the car, drive over to the library, get him set up, and uh, brought him back and made sure that that air conditioning was on in his house because I, the last thing I needed was to get a phone call. You know, I'm having a little pressure in my chest. (laughs) Which means, take me to the
1: emergency room, please. Uh I should have been there a couple of hours ago.
3: (laughs) Oh, Oh, listen. You're not kidding with that one. Wow. my,
0: My sister gets so mad at me because rather than go into an ambulance and get him to the emergency room, I drive him. And I always tell him, In the ambulance, it'll be better off for you. You'll, um, you know, they'll take you right away, you know, instead of having Mm -hmm. to wait and triage and this. But no, right? So they keep them overnight and they send them home.
3: (laughs) Oh my
2: goodness!
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm so happy, Jennifer, you were able to take time out of your very busy schedule to come join us on the podcast tonight. Kenzie, I see, is here. Karen and Monica, very excited to see all of you guys um, because we want to talk about the uh, latest release from the Locklear Library. How's that for alliteration?
1: That's very good. <laughs> 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 Better than me most days. <laughs>
0: Oh my goodness. Uh,
3: so many questions, so little time,
0: <laughs> and, and I guess. T- it's a great, they're great stories. There are great stories here. I'm, I'm enjoying, I still have a couple yet to read, but oh, I'm enjoying them so much.
3: I really right, am thanks. too. You guys, you guys um, really hit it out of the park with this one. Um, really, you. really, uh, I, I, I downloaded it this past weekend. I'm not through all of the chat, all of the stories, but I'm through almost all of them. And I, I mean, I'm really enjoying each one. There's such a different take. Um, For those of you who haven't read them yet, uh, I know, of course, I know some of you have. Karen Kamarinsky, I'm looking at you. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's, it's really, really great. And, uh. I was curious, and I've heard some bits and pieces on all the promotion uh, you guys have done leading up to this, but how did this project happen? Like, how did this come to be?
1: Uh, Well, two years ago, uh, a lot of us worked together and put out the Musings Anthology, and uh, Morgan, in particular, had such a great time Uh, working on an anthology that he was just adamant we would need to do it again. And um, he really wanted to do it last year, and it it just wasn't going to fit into our schedule. So he basically made me promise that we would do one again this year. And um, so really, he's the driving force behind the whole thing. Uh, He came up with the concept for The Beatles, and, um, you know, he's a big music fan, so that was a very natural idea coming out of him. And, yeah, I mean, really, Morgan it's, uh, Morgan was the one to make it happen.
0: Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a huge Beatles fan, and I can remember being nine years old in front of Ed Sullivan, screaming at the TV, and my father oh, wow. is like, movie a hard day's <laughs> night came out um oh yeah Ballet theater not far from where i live right now 50 cent saturday matinee then you could sit through the, the however many of uh, the were. and going to see a hard day's night and sitting through it again <laughs> and coming home and my mother is like where were you for so long you know i was down at the movie theater well what did you see a hard day's night but even there the girls were screaming and it was
2: just the movie. You know, and, oh,
3: and the movie I, I, was that, that does not surprise me. That does not surprise me at all. I my mom is a huge Beatles fan. Um, I think some of you guys know my mom is uh, currently living with me and our family and she actually had a chance to see them three times. Was so in tune with the music scene that she actually has a clipping Uh, that was in the back of a magazine um talking about this this group that's out of liverpool called the beatles and it literally was like a two-inch little clip saying these are people to be on the lookout for because they have a new sound wow Wow. she tracked them early early yeah and um she had so many of the records and just had been a huge fan um their entire, you know, the entire career. Um, And it was very cool a couple years ago when Paul McCartney, Sir Paul, was touring. um, I actually took her to uh, D.C., to the Verizon Center to uh, see his show. And uh, that was, it was pretty cool because she was into it, you know. My 70, what, she was probably 73 at the time, 73-year-old mom, like, rocking out to Paul McCartney. That's um, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really cool. And the Beatles are so transcendent. And, and I'm not surprised that Morgan was the driving force behind this. Because, first of all, the idea just sounds like something out of Morgan's brain.
1: Right. Um, it's got, it's and got his stamp all over it. It has <laughs> his stamp all over it. But what
3: the concept itself is so... It was just so cool. And... I, I just, I think it's really great. Like, I've already thought that this may be a gift for a couple people in my life, um, be it for birthdays or uh, coming around when we are planning for the holidays. Oh, it's it's yeah, such good. a great, yeah, and I think you, you know, I, I definitely think that's something you guys could tout because even people who, I just feel like it speaks to so many different types of storylines and so many um, you know, so many ages and, uh, different, different fan bases, really.
1: Well, yeah. Anybody,
3: I, I, sorry, I was gushing. Sir I Paul knew I'd start gushing and I was gushing about this. It's it's so
1: good. <laughs> did anybody Thank you. try
0: to nudge Sir Paul on, uh, Twitter or
1: anything about this? Uh, not that I'm aware of. I, we Really, we were, we've been kind of focused on making sure the um, World Literacy Foundation knew about it, and they're in the loop now. They've been really great. Um, they're sharing posts on social media, and they've basically committed to doing that for the entire run of the book. So, um, yeah, I'm really happy about that. But no, I haven't, and you know, the thing that I'm trying to figure out, maybe you guys can help me with this, is uh, they've got that yesterday movie getting ready to come out, and uh, the timing couldn't be any better for for that and this anthology. So I'm trying to figure out how to get those two uh, aligned on social media a little bit.
3: (laughs) Oh, we can definitely play around with that.
2: Um, Yeah.
3: Yeah, because I was also thinking any of the Beatle revival band like there's so many different oh, any.
2: opportunities the foe. yeah there's one the can, foe that is really
0: really good
3: yeah and then you have the whole surf to soleil facet of you know the shows that they had done there there it's like there's a lot of ripples here
1: yeah and i well, think
3: definitely. because this is going to charity too i just think who knows Maybe we'll get Sir Paul Ringo's attention. You never know. <laughs> and then
0: you never know. Hey, listen, I've had two connections with uh, the Beatles. Um, we had a very good friend, who Anna, who passed away, uh, I think, two years ago. she of Alzheimer's. And when she was 13 years old, living in Liverpool, she dated Paul McCartney.
1: Wow. Yeah.
2: And... I will,
0: I will
1: never
3: that is incredible.
0: I'll never forget her telling me this. She used to go to their house, and I mean, at thirteen, dating, you know, whatever it is. But right. it, she would go to their house, and she knew his brother and the father. And I don't think he, she knew her his mother, because I know she passed away when he was young. But I think, yeah. but she, it might have been the stepmother. And my other is. The original drummer for the Beatles was a guy by the name of Pete Best, and I happened to mm-hmm. see him play in Nyack, New York, in 2008. And I was like, "Oh my God, this is crazy!" You know? <laughs> and I was talking you know, like his—that's um, uh, so cool. His manager and some other people that were connected to him. We're at the theater. I was actually a volunteer at the theater, so I, I got to see all the shows and stuff. And I was talking to them, and I said, do, do you ever hear? And it was right around the same time George died around there. And I said, do you ever talk to them? Does he ever talk to them? Did they talk to him? And he's like, no. It's a bad subject. You don't, you don't bring oh. up to him at all. Since 1962 is when they brought in Ringo. So that is my Beatles trivia.
1: I yeah, you know, I was I was born in the '70s, so I was born after they broke up. But um, I have a, a one of my earliest memories is when John Lennon was killed. I, I remember when that happened, and then. Um, really I didn't get in the Beatles music wise until I was, I think in eighth grade or ninth grade, but my best friend really was into them. And so she, she got me, um, to listen to all their stuff and yeah. Um, it's just such timeless music really. yeah. Yeah.
3: It really, really is. And it was always so much fun.
0: So how did you select the authors to invite to participate in this?
1: Uh, well, we went back to all the authors that had participated in Musings and um, got almost all of them back. Uh, we had one that couldn't because um, she was working on another project and she didn't want to um, lose her focus on that. And then, um, and then we had another author that initially signed on and then had to drop out um, because of personal reasons. But, um, but in addition to that, we, we decided that maybe we'd try to open it up to as many as 20 authors uh, and try to just widen the circle a little bit. And, and I ended up just going to um, a lot of people that I, I've just gotten to know over the years. And um, so, some were able to do it and some weren't. But, uh, you know, everyone loved the idea and it was well received. And I'm really thrilled with the group that we pulled together
0: were there any parameters
1: or guidance that you gave them um, no the only thing we said is uh, you just have to include the beetles it could you know it could be a major plot point or it could just be a mere mention um, you know so some i think i think you'll see that in these stories too you know um, there are varying degrees of of beetles within each story
2: yeah,
3: seen and i thought of that Beatles. was really cool Yeah, Yeah. definitely. And and that's what one of the reasons why we were curious about that, because it's I was well, and also knowing you and Morgan, I was thinking Morgan probably will give them some free reign. But um, I was wondering about that because there are some that have really strong thematic beetles Mm -hmm. throughout and then others are more of a reference. But I love I just I just love the whole mix. I mean, it, it really works.
1: Yeah, it all came together just really well. So um, it, it it it's a little tough because you know sometimes we le- we leave these things a little too wide. We you know we say oh mm-hmm. you can write whatever genre you want, it, it's so that it can make it a little tougher to market. But the Beatles, you know, they, they market themselves. So and and uh, we we decided we weren't going to tell people oh you have to write. Romance, or even this specific type of romance, or romance at all. So, right. um, it, it, it was it was just nice to invite people in and let them uh, open up their minds and and submit what they what they felt like writing. It was, That's,
0: well, not, I know that um, a couple of the stories, um, Effie's in particular, I really related to the metaphysical aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because when, throughout her story, she was talking about. Different things with her mother and uh, the the friend. I think her name is Cara. Got involved in, and with this guy Raphael. I mean, I I don't know about any of you, but I know for myself. I know that there was one time I met this guy, and we and we we talked. I mean, we met on like at a bar one night, and we talked until like five o'clock in the morning, and we were sitting on a porch, and that's all it went and there was such a connection you know, that that connection that you can get and i never saw him again never saw him again and then um so i you know i related to that a little bit and i my my family my my dad's side um was very much involved in crystals and alternative healings and tarot and all that kind of stuff my cousin was a practitioner and so i, I I'm, I'm reading all this stuff about the different crystals and stuff and i, I, I related to that and mj's story with tinderella <laughs> i just
3: <laughs> yes and i, I, I have that, to give that, her a shout out i have to give her a shout out because she's say i see she said driving but still listening so great job mj um and karen said that this variety is what makes the anthology so great um, um, yes, Tinderella was hilarious.
1: Yeah, d- you know, different people like to read different things and, and different authors like to write different things, but I, it, uh, I, there was no doubt in my mind. I know when I read Effie's story, Morgan and I just kind of looked at each other and we said, this is the opener. Like, this is how the book needs to start. Um,
3: agreed completely,
1: it, it completely. Was a just. Oh, what a wonderful opening, emotional, uh, it it showed you right off the bat, you know, how far we were willing to take the whole concept, so, and then uh, MJ's story, I think that was a legend before it was ever published, people were already talking about the online shenanigans involved with writing that. (laughs) Well, you know,
0: when we we were in in, um, Toronto at uh, that, uh, it was...
3: One of the, McGill, doc, it, doc McGilligan's or something, doc, was right? Was it or was it the, the, uh, the
0: one with the Harry
3: uh, Oh, the Lockhart, the thing. Harry Potter bar. We were
0: the talking Heart. with MJ and her daughter, and we're like, Tinder? <laughs> her daughter was like, I think she was a little bit surprised. Her mother was trying to find out about Tinder.
1: <laughs> like, what are you up to, Mom? Uh-huh.
0: I do, too.
3: Well, it's funny, because she was so, she's so, so sincere. She said, I was actually really worried about my mom, and I wanted to make sure she knew what she was getting into. (laughs) And I'm just like, yeah, and she's like, and then I was like, no, 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 this is research for a story. And she's like, are you sure? Are you sure
0: about that? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. I loved it. Uh, We had the best best laughter.
1: How was by that? The, uh, by the way,
0: uh, did you get in any trouble with Morgan
1: getting home late that night? Uh, a little. <laughs> <laughs> I but
2: told, then,
3: I, I, I said, I said, Morgan's never going to let Jennifer out to play with us ever right. again. We ruined our, we ruined our chances. <laughs> it yeah. was very, un, uh, it was very unintended. It just kind of right. happens, you know?
1: Right, exactly. And, and, uh. He 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 um, he eased up about it though when he saw like all the video and stuff and so he was like oh you guys were like having a re- that was a great band and you guys are having <laughs> and I was like yeah that's all we were doing <laughs> exactly <laughs> but it was the weirdest thing because I I had I think maybe I think I only had two drinks that whole night and when I got back to the oh room, yeah I went to sleep and every and then I woke up the next morning and I felt like I had drunk all the rum in Canada I was so
3: sick <laughs> <laughs> I remember because you you had that comment about <laughs> do they make the drinks twice as strong as well, in I Canada the
0: conversion, <laughs>
3: the, the conversion.
0: Uh, yeah somebody did comment that yeah a little bit <laughs>
3: Karen's so laughing just... at us <laughs> so MJ... and MJ's laughing at us as well
2: Kenzie's really
3: looking forward to reading the book, she said, by the way. Oh, thank you,
0: Kenzie. I hope you like it. And, you know, and it was just, a lot of it was just so good. And, you know, I was looking at uh, your, I read your story with Morgan and uh, (laughs) just laughed. (laughs) Just laughed. I can't (laughs) help it.
3: It was so, so good. And, in fact, uh, I know we wanted to kind of delve into that in, in just a minute. Um, we, t- you said it's taken about two years. The idea came together, and then how long did it actually take to pull it together? The the book, the the whole anthology, not just your story.
1: Uh, I think from the time we reached out to authors to sign them on to the time it published was about six or seven months. Wow, that's little. that's an aggressive
3: timetable. That's pretty was, cool.
1: Yeah, we well, we Morgan and I knew we had several projects to deal with um, this year, so we had one window of opportunity to get this done, and we went for it. But yeah, ha- yeah, it was a pretty fast turnaround. Um, I was a little. Uh, there was a couple of times I was like, I don't know if we're gonna do this. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, you guys really delivered, and I'm laughing. Great I'm job. looking at the chat room. Um, Karen had said, "I wish I was part of the shenanigans." And Kenzie wrote, "Girls Gone Wild, Toronto Edition."
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder what that might <laughs> be. No
2: boobs were shown. <laughs>
3: yes, we were well I, behaved.
1: Yeah, I missed out on the uh, second night of shenanigans because I had worn myself out from the first, so I didn't pace oh, yes. myself very well. <laughs> uh,
3: next, that, yeah. time. next time, yeah, next time,
1: yeah. And that was a very cool. It's
0: very it, that was a neat place because it was tiny. Yeah, like, as it, you know, like it, it was. I figured, I thought it might be this bigger bar and have you know so much more Harry Potter theme going on, but it was great. It had the the right drinks, the flaming drinks. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the guy walking around with the. The slider thing that could light your
1: marshmallow
2: up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Set fire at the same time. So I'm, I'm going to have to go there when on my next visit for sure.
3: <laughs> yeah, definitely. My daughter, my youngest daughter, Sabrina, and her friend Twee are um, going, to, they're very excited. They've been wanting to go um, take a trip. So they decided they wanted to go to Canada. So they're going up mid-July for a couple days. And so I'm, I've already given them places. They're actually gonna stay in Niagara Falls, but they wanna drive over to Toronto for a day.
2: Yeah. So
3: I said, you're gonna, ha-, you know, I told them about the Lockhart, of course, because they were into the Harry Potter. Um, I told them some, I told them about the distillery district, you know, and oh, of course the CN amazing. Tower they wanna see. and. So and but you know I was telling you about Niagara Falls as well and the, the drive between the two so um, I think it should be really really cool um, so it, it it will be fun to see their their uh, reactions to everything. Um, yeah. Kenzie said, um, and in re- reference to your uh, your after effects of the drinks in Toronto, she said. You're not alone, Jennifer. I had two uh, drinks at a bar in Canada, and I was gone, lol. Yeah, see? And she's begging I, you to take her.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's she something in help. the Canadian liquor, uh, I'm telling you. I'm going to have to be more careful on the next trip. You
3: might need to ask that, uh, Helena Hunting about that, too. Uh, oh, she probably yeah. has some insight.
1: <laughs> I, you know, I, I got to have lunch with her in Niagara when we were there. That's uh, so cool. It was totally spontaneous. We both just walked into the restaurant at the same time, and she saw me, and I saw her, and she's like, do you want to have lunch with me? I'm like, OK. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's so That's cool. Great.
3: She's one of my favorites. If I would have known that, I would have been stalking her. Not really. Oh, not yeah. really. Not truly. Me? She is one of my favorites, though. I I'm I love her stuff. And she was so gracious um, at that book signing where I first met you in person. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of hers and Deborah's Anastasia's just oh, yeah. huge can't say enough good things about them
1: yeah they're both uh, incredible ladies very awesome
0: mm-hmm. well, really I, I really asked,
1: cool uh, Nina
0: he, or did uh, either a Twitter or Facebook thing the other day asking about um, author swag oh yeah uh, and do you, what do you get <laughs> whatever site so did you see what I, I wrote? Yes,
2: I did. <laughs> uh, I proceeded to tell her about
1: the maxi pad.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: you you, uh, you have to go and get a maxi pad from Deborah Anastasia. Oh, Morgan has
3: one. Yes, Morgan has <laughs> a very on special bookshelf. one. Oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah, yes. your, your library is not complete guys, without that.
3: You guys are hearing us correctly. Deborah Anastasia actually <laughs> draws... Faces on the maxi. She does art on the maxi pad and gives it to you. It Her own personalized, uh, personalized swag. Mm-hmm. It's it's. I can't even make it up. I love it. Oh, uh, don't yeah, the,
1: for, uh, only Deborah <laughs> could come up with that idea. I, exactly.
3: <laughs> Kenzie says, "I want one," and okay. I'm looking in the chat room. Uh, MJ said she's picking up Paula now. She says hi to all of you. Hi. That's MJ's daughter. We love her. And she's talking about the margaritas in Canada. Yum. And KK said her cousins, her dad's cousins would send him cherry whiskey from Toronto. And it had a strong kick. And, <laughs> and Karen said she also has a special and Deborah Anastasia original, um, from her when yep. she first met them both in Cleveland. Um, and Kenzie agreed the drinks are really tasty there, so oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. very very cool.
0: See, uh, I, <laughs> I stick with um, certain things. I stick with um, Guinness whenever possible, as long as it's good. Mm-hmm. Mm mm-hmm. And Molson's if you're in
3: Canada. Oh yeah. Is the national beer of
0: Canada? If I'm not mistaken. <laughs> and uh, there, I will tell you what we went did on. During the day, Saturday, we went on the that, uh, boat that goes to the falls. Yeah. and we went back and we we're sitting outside and I had two uh, two beers, and they
2: kind of kicked in.
3: <laughs> yeah, they did. Good thing we were on the shuttle. That's right. we had taking the Wego. So, so, uh, um, pay <laughs> uh, e-
2: e- 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 <laughs> oh my gosh! So,
0: how, why did you select the World Literacy
2: Foundation as a charity for this?
1: Uh, well, when we uh, had worked on musings, we had um, thrown around an idea of having that support some sort of literacy foundation. Uh, it's a cause that's important to uh, several of the authors, and. Um, and, and I I in particular wanted to pick something that was um, global and not just regional and so we just kind of combined those two ideas and, and honed in on the World Literacy Foundation
3: I love the idea I, I just thought yeah. that was great really really great it's, just,
1: it's so tough because you know every charity deserves, um, deserves it but uh, I, I think this it, and and in particular, I think just yeah, this theme and and that charity just all came together perfectly. Well, wasn't musings uh,
2: connected with Terry somewhere? Terry the nurse.
1: Yeah. So we when we published musings, we dedicated it in memory of Terry, and um, because of that, we chose a Covenant House in Philadelphia as the chair. For, for that book because it was a place that was very close to her heart. She volunteered there. She took things there all the time, uh, and we just wanted to honor her,
3: which is beautiful. It is. So we kind of touched on this earlier. You, you were mentioning about maybe looping it in with the new movie coming out, and yeah. so we'll we we'll, we'll brainstorm on that. because my question initially was, how can we, what can we do to help promote the books, and what marketing strategies seem to work best this is me being the public relations communications nerd that i am um that is my profession um so i do have some ideas actually that we can talk about a little more offline jen um but yeah
2: that would be um, great
3: what how can how can readers how can your fans um help you um get the word out about these books
1: Uh, Well, that's it right there. Word of mouth, you know, share Mm -hmm. them with your friends and family, people you think either just love to read in general or like the Beatles in particular, or they like short stories. Um, You know, there's a a wide variety of of, um, genre here. So I think there's a little something for everyone, Um, you know reviews on sites like Amazon and Goodreads um, and BookBub are always really appreciated. They're particularly helpful on Amazon. Uh, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but once you hit like 50 reviews, then Amazon starts treating your book a little differently and how it promotes it on their site. So they strive to hit that at least the 50 review mark. I think right now we're sitting at 20. Um, So we got some room to grow there. Um, and that would be huge help for us. Um, share on social media, tag the World Literacy Foundation. Um, if you can figure out how to get it in Paul McCartney's hands, great. Like <laughs>
2: well, Twitter feed,
1: and I know his yeah. daughter Stella has an Instagram
0: feed because I follow her. Why? Don't ask me, but I do.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, any and all those things are, are a huge help.
2: That's great. We,
1: we, we can keep saying it over and over again, but our, our net only goes so far. So uh, the the more we can widen that net, the better.
3: That's great. And, and I know now we're going to be turning our attentions from the whole book in general um, and the whole process into and focusing on uh, your collaborative uh, efforts with uh, Morgan on your story.
1: Mr. Morgan, yes. (laughs) Yeah. Mog. Mog, yes.
3: (laughs) (laughs) He is great. So how did you both come up
1: with the idea? Uh, For your story. Again, I, this this one, I got to say, goes to Morgan. He actually had uh, the story idea separate from the anthology, so he came up with both ideas. And then it's kind of like when you put the chocolate and peanut butter together and then it's magic. <laughs> <laughs> can't Right? Yeah, so he'd been thinking about a story for a while, and it all kind of started with him wondering how many grooves were in a record. Uh. Record, yeah, and then one, yeah. And then once he realized there was only one, then he thought, well, what if you could put in a second and then you could hide a message in it? And I love it, and so that that was where that came from, yeah.
0: When you guys were in Washington, did you go to the spy museum at all?
1: No, no,
0: next time you're that way, do it.
1: Spy the they, spy museum, uh,
0: yeah. They have- Within your story, with, between East and West Berlin and, and what have you, I can, my, my dad in, I guess it was 60, 61, was offered a transfer to Germany and with the company he worked for in New Carbide. And my mother absolutely wouldn't go because of the po- politics and it was so, so close after World War Two. <laughs> And the, there was the Berlin Blockade, and there was all kinds of stuff going on. So my mom absolutely refused to to go there, and my dad had to turn down the transfer, which in those days wasn't a good thing to do.
2: If you've ever watched Mad Men, um, <laughs> but, um,
0: through that, I you know I, I could I could remember those some of the stories, and uh, my my mother's brother. Uh, worked in a hotel as a night auditor. And one of the guys he worked with, a guy by the name of Herb Good, had met this woman in Germany. And they married. And she came out of East Germany. And she was hidden. They did amazing things to like people in cars.
3: Oh, wow.
0: She yeah. was think they, they did something with the back seat of the car so she was like underneath the seat so that oh, when geez. they went and checked they they didn't they didn't know she was there. Oh my yeah, gosh. Because you had to go through all these checkpoints and
2: then yeah,
0: you know like as as your story starts, you know, Kurt meets this wonderful woman, they get together and then he can't see her for a while. And mm-hmm. so, it, you know, there, there was so many ways that people were smuggled out. And the Spine Museum has all that stuff
2: in it, too, which is really fascinating.
1: Yeah, it's, as, as it sounds like a place we could lose Morgan for a while. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh yeah. Like,
2: oh, and they
0: have, they have, like, this escape thing.
2: Uh-huh. And uh, that,
0: uh, my, I was down there, it was for my 50th birthday, actually. It was my son, my mother's brother my sister and brother-in-law and myself, and my cousin Janie and her mother. And we went through this. You were recruited as a spy in the Middle East. And they put you in this room and it shakes and everything. So it feels like you're in a truck driving on a rough road, getting to an outpost. And I mean, you have
1: to go in and you have to things before you can even get out and all this kind of stuff. I love it's it. Very cool. That, that, sounds, that sounds very the man in the black suit to me.
3: Yes. Kinda. Yes, yeah, it does. Yeah,
1: it does. <laughs> and then, but the, the best, and, and, and you yeah, know, this is the funniest
0: memory I have of my mother's brother. We were, we finally were, were being taken out. We're being taken out by helicopter.
2: <laughs> oh.
0: And you go out into this room and, and my mother's brother is sitting there and they're telling us where to go and do you ever remember in the movie animal house when Bluto? Uh, uh,
2: <laughs>
0: what well, he, he, he was like sneaking i think they were getting ready to take the horse into the dean's office and he's like jumping around
2: and he reminded me of, of, yes. of him because that, that he's like oh my gosh
0: you know, and, you know, and all it was was this Van overhead that was blowing down, so you had like the, the, the back watch from the. Oh God! It was so much, yeah. You, you guys got to go next time
2: you're.
3: Okay. Well, and, and if you ever, if you ever in, make it or in a Milwaukee, uh-huh. there is there is a must go place called the Safe House. I don't know if you've heard of this place. I actually saw oh. it on the Travel Channel and then stumbled upon it unknowingly when I was on uh, with my friends doing this 50 States before 50 adventure that we're on.
1: Yeah. And
3: it is a spy themed bar.
1: Well, that has,
3: that has like, um, it actually has memorabilia. They have different rooms for different settings, like, you know, East Germany, uh, Russia, Japan, China. I mean, it's, it's, it's extensive. It's like almost a warehouse size bar and it's not just for a bar. It's a restaurant, like under 21 little crayon could, uh, mini crayon could go. Um, actually I think Abby would think it's pretty cool. Um, Kenzie has been there or have you been at the spy museum? I think Kenzie clarify for me. Have you been to the safe house? I'm thinking that's you're, you're a mid you're a Midwestern girl. Um, really cool so we're well, chris, totally chris, just,
1: yeah chris babe lives um very near milwaukee uh, oh my gosh so i'll have to ask her about it
3: ask her i'm telling yeah. you it was so much fun it was it was it was really an unexpected we
2: uh, we
3: literally stumbled upon it and had no idea where we were going and we were thinking maybe we were um going to be conned into some like terrible sex slave operation because we didn't know what it, because it, you because really there's it's not marked it has international house of something on the just a little nameplate on the door but we saw this family walk in and we're like we're hungry we need some food and they said oh there's a you can get food in there it's a good place so i'm like okay and then we walked in and it just the hilarity ensued that so. sounds
1: like the warehouse that Rolo took Kirk to.
3: <laughs> it, it
1: it actually
3: does. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yes, Kenzie said she has been to the safe house, but it was a long time ago. Um, yeah. If uh, any of you guys are ever in Milwaukee, you got to check it out. It is worth uh, worth the trip. And speaking of that setting, that kind of East Germany. Uh, setting during that time frame of the Cold War. W- what inspired you guys to write about that particular um, time period?
1: Well, um, I mean, Morgan knew that he, if he was going to use the kind of the prop of the, the record with the secret message on it, that it meant <laughs> somebody smuggling something somewhere for some reason. So... That kind of narrowed the the window down, and then when once he decided, well, I think I can write this story for the Beatles anthology. That you know, that nailed the time period. So
3: absolutely,
1: this Berlin came up pretty naturally.
3: It's it was so clever. I mean, it really, really was just so so clever. Um, I, I really, I really, really enjoyed that story. Oh, I enjoyed but- the, I enjoyed all of the stories, but. That, yeah, we you know,
1: went through. It was cool, it, it that that it took a lot of work. That that story, I think, went through easily three or four different iterations before it kind of finally fell into place. So
2: wow,
1: yeah, but yeah, it, it doesn't
3: surprise me because you know it's pretty involved. Um, yeah, and also there was a way lot it was of constructed detail. and blending in the the music and the stories. Um, it was it was well done. And and also kind of reminded me a little bit of uh, you know, um, oh the movie with MJ, I know you're driving, or you could tell me which movie I'm thinking about with Harry Ketbull. With who? With Henry.
2: Oh 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 oh, oh. Henry
1: oh, oh, oh the man from Uncle. The man from Uncle Yes. 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 Henry Yeah, you don't yeah. have to be a Cavill fan too. Yes. <laughs> but I'm right now. Yeah, well, that was the movie when I, when I saw him in it. I went, oh, okay, he could, he, could, he could be the professor. I'll allow yeah. it.
2: <laughs> I know,
1: I know. <laughs> well,
3: that's Same. why
0: Thomas Bodewin would,
2: because would, he looks so much like him, they could pass yeah.
3: for brothers. Yeah, true. And, and Karen said the man from Uncle KK K- K knew too. Yeah. So... But there, you know, I just that whole time period that Tom Hanks had was in the movie about the bridge a couple of years ago. That was really well done. And that was during the Cold War. I just I I, personally I find that period in history very interesting. So it made me even more excited about it.
1: Yeah, it was. um, I mean, obviously that part of it was uh, before my time, but I was in Mm -hmm. high school when the Berlin Wall came down, so I definitely yeah. remember that. And I definitely remember growing up, you know, when the Cold War was very much hanging over everyone's heads at all times. I mean, it oh, was... Yeah. You, never had, you never had to do the duck
3: uh, under a desk? No. <laughs>
1: well, thank I, goodness. I, didn't, I didn't have to do that, but I lived in a town um, in eastern Washington. I live where the Grand Coulee Dam was built. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. My grandfather helped build it, and then he stayed there to work there, and then my father worked there too. Um, wow. And it was actually the designated uh, fallout shelter for the whole town. Um, so I grew—I was—I grew up knowing that if, if, if that was going to happen, I got to you know get to the dam somehow.
2: But I—I mm. <laughs>
0: well, mean, I, I was a child during the Cold War,
2: and yeah.
0: I can remember the I was, I think, in second grade, and Sister Mary Helen, God bless our sisters, season, um, came into the, we were talking, and something was going, you know, with the news and everything. We didn't know what was going to happen. And I remember her saying in class that, you know, you don't know where a communist might be hiding. You don't, oh my gosh. I, I mean, this whole spiel. About, you know, it could be a neighbor. They could wow. be all this kind of stuff. And in those days, at seven years old, you were allowed to walk home from school. So. Yeah. So I, and I just remember walking home uh, from school, not being scared to death because I didn't know who was going to jump out from a tree or bush along no. the way home. No. So, um, I can remember the school. Um, had the nuclear signs all over the mm-hmm. place, and this is a nuclear safe area type of thing. I can remember in the Sunday newspaper, uh, on one of the Sunday magazines, they had this uh, whole insert of where all the safety places were within the, within the city of Philadelphia. Where i lived and they they showed you i mean it was like under highways like on these concrete areas they would have these big metal doors that you could go inside to hide i guess a and then all i could remember was the hg wells story the time machine and there the, were the warlocks that would
2: came out and went way far into the future and
0: Yeah, you know, we, you know, just the whole Cuban Missile Crisis thing was amazing. We didn't know from one moment to the next. And my my grandmother, we at the time we lived with my my both my grandparents, my father, mother's parents. She, my grandmother, was very sick, so we moved in with them, and so my mom could take care of her. And my Nana was always very much in front of the television every single night, and that's all you heard about. Right. And Khrushchev, and I, I mean, we even had songs about Khrushchev. To the theme of Rudolph the Red Nosed Drain we had Khrushchev the bald in Russian.
3: Oh,
1: oh my gosh. Seriously. I, mean, I, mean, I mean, this uh, is what it was like when I was growing up with that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, I remember, like, having, like, You know, I was, I think, in fourth grade or something when the day after was on TV. Oh, yeah. I I can remember being, you know, on the playground at school going, well, if that thing's going to happen, I want to be right under it. (laughs) You're having these conversations and you're like nine years old. I know.
3: Exactly.
1: How scary is that? easy. Yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. You
3: know, it's craziness.
0: dad's sister's husband was in the navy during world war ii and he was in hiroshima after they dropped the bomb Mm. walking through and not being able to touch anything they weren't you Uh, know they said you know you you couldn't take a souvenir back with you because it was radioactive at the time and you know we, we had all these tv ads where you know if there's fallout here's where you
3: hide yeah but let's be honest you can't hide from fallout no, and the exposure for being on that site and hiroshima at that time the amount of radiation that everybody got who was there was horrible but i mean the way but the way radiation works is it's uh, as as it's been explained to me as it's like a jackson pollock painting it's not one and done well with a bomb obviously it is but usually it's kind of all splattered there's pockets of really intense yeah yeah
1: Yeah. but i mean
3: that's what made it so scary right i mean and Mm -hmm. the unknown um but i just i mean that whole period of time is is fascinating fascinating. I, i you know i my, i grew up right in between both of you so i'm kind of like in the middle and you were in high school when the wall came down Jen and I was in college when the wall I was came down. With a child. Right, <laughs> but it's different perspectives, and I see. Um, Karen said my brother would ask my dad how a desk was going to protect us from the bomb. Good question. <laughs> well, um, and I see that Monica, Monica wrote uh, when we were talking about different movies and stuff. Napoleon Solo, Paul and Gabriel fighting like spies was awesome, exactly. and. Uh, <laughs> and Kenzie, Kenzie said she just requested paperback writers at her library. She hopes they'll approve it.
1: Oh, thank you.
3: Yeah. And she wanted to ask, we do have a question about how long will the anthology be available to purchase? She wants to send one to her friend when she can afford it.
1: We are going to leave it on the market for the rest of 2019. So we'll probably pull it down uh, right after New Year's Day.
3: Okay, good to know Good to
1: know And if
0: we can get Paul McCartney
1: involved in this To promote it Or Stella McCartney to promote it
0: Or Ringo Starr to I'll, promote it Or Zach also, to promote it Or Donnie Harrison it, You never know, yes, you know. Pete P best whoever Exactly
3: <laughs> Oh my gosh That would have been something If someone wrote the story about Right? <laughs> the oh, lost yeah. drummer Oh, my uh, gosh. Yeah. That, Karen, that was, said, uh, Karen said Karen um, said he he would come home and said those nuns made us have a drill again today. Oh, yeah. It was scary.
2: So, it was scary.
0: I'm serious. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you're... When you're yeah. I mean, I, I look, I can relate with my granddaughter. She's seven now. And she, they, you know, I said, do you have fire drills at school? Some. Do you have any kind of drills at school? Well, we have fire drills, and then we have the drills where we have
2: to go to the closet and lock ourselves in. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. I was going to my, my, yeah, my daughter, uh, they practice, they call them Code Reds, and, uh, yeah, it's like she comes home from school and talks about the active shooter drill they had. It's like, right. oh. Yeah, right. so they, they have their own... Um, their, their, their own, own fears. Own, yeah.
3: So... Yeah, Karen said it definitely was scary, and Kenzie says I know nothing about any of this stuff. I am so out of the loop. LOL. <laughs> well, Kenzie, this is why you can you you read things like this, and then you can investigate, and um, you know it's a whole interesting period of history. Um, yeah, that
2: history
3: is so important. that's yes. right. That's yeah. right. The... So, you know, I was wondering what came first, the actual story idea or the Beatles songs that you guys wanted to include.
1: Oh, that's a that's probably a working question. I'll have to touch base with him. I know he had both mm-hmm. ideas per- percolating at the same time. I don't know which one came first. Okay. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I'll have to ask him. Well, oh, that's I
3: I was just curious you know i am curious w- we're hoping maybe uh ha- to at some point have some additional some of the other authors of the stories come on um the podcast and oh yeah. yeah i'm kind of interested in if someone had a favorite song that they wanted to tag off of or if it was more of a you know the story came idea and this oh this song would fit in here so
1: yeah, i it's think curious I, the only the only one I, I I know of really good background on is Sydney Logans who um, if if you haven't read it basically what she wrote was a poem.
3: I um, loved so. that. Did you read that, Pam?
1: I haven't. I haven't okay, had, I'm not saying age. a word. I just th- I think you're yeah. gonna like it. So when she wrote this poem, she wrote this poem apparently a really long time ago. And it had just been sitting around for years and years and years, and she had no um, place to spotlight it. And then mm-hmm. this came over, and so there we have it. So, yeah. yeah, Karen,
3: it, oh, Karen just said, I love that poem.
1: Yes. Yeah. Sydney Logan, if you haven't read her, she writes uh, sweet romance mostly. So it's it, she's a school librarian, and mm. um, so she really writes uh, kind of for that YA audience, but her stories are just so heartwarming and there's great morals in them, and her characters are just wonderful. Uh, you can pick up anything of hers and just really enjoy it. She's she's really good.
3: Well, that was one of the things I know I particularly enjoyed besides just loving. I mean, I that brought, I just, I was very emotional reading that. That really right, struck yeah. a nerve. With with me, that really resonated um, very strongly. Um, but I love the idea of an anthology because you get to discover new authors you haven't read yet or authors you had on your to-be-read list, like Effie, I've wanted to read her stuff forever. Um, yeah, me too. And, <laughs> and Susan, you know, there there are a couple of the people I who I've known that I've wanted to read Uh, made it just made it so excited now there's all these other new authors that i i want to explore so that's one of the other gifts of having an anthology like this
1: yeah most most of these authors i met uh in the twilight fan fiction days um Mm -hmm. though let's see and then mj and aubrey um well we all know mj but she she um she's one of my pas and aubrey is the other Oh, so cool. they helped me out a lot behind the scenes and do great great work and um yeah and pretty much everyone else came out of except for effie came out of the twilight fandom
3: that's cool mm-hmm. the golden years the golden that's age really of, yeah yes, I, wish I, I know of. <laughs> we're all we're all jealous we're all so jealous it, it was uh, a magical time
1: very magical I I doubt I'll ever repeat that experience with anything ever yeah
3: yeah Uh, I I mean it was transformational in the world of literature and publishing I mean that whole yeah I just I I already know they've started researching and and talking about it in academic circles about how it changed writing um and I, I'm, no, I'm looking at the uh, chat room and KK actually mentioned that Mango's story is great as well. And she said Rumor mentioned that she knew what song she wanted to incorporate in her story. So the story worked itself around the song in the case of Rumor's um, story. So That's thank you true. for sharing that, KK. So what was your writing
0: process? Did you sit down and talk it through? take
1: apart um you know a lot of a lot of people when they co-write something they'll each take apart but morgan and i we just kind of always come at it we always outline together we always talk it out we figure out the basic plot points and um you know we figure out the problems or the the hurdles together and then basically what happens is one person gets a feel for a particular Scene or uh uh uh, exchange or something and then just sits down and writes it and then the other one comes in later and kind of just molds it and refines it and adds their little touches to it so um it just there's a lot of back and forth with us uh on this one I was really focused on not only kind of making sure that it was emotionally uh suspenseful you know I I'm I like to do a little bit of the cliffy queen type thing and, (laughs) but Morgan was really getting into it with this story too. So he actually came up with a good couple of, I think, uh, I think at the end of, I I don't want to give away spoilers, but there's this one point where Kirk goes and knocks on this door and then Mm -hmm. this thing ends. And that was, that was Morgan's. And I thought that was just brilliant.
3: (laughs) Really, really, really good. Knowing both of you, um, it was really cool to see elements of both you and Morgan in the story. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, and and let me tell you, the whole the whole record thing. I knew. I mean, that was like Morgan, loud and clear. Um, <laughs> and I was just curious um, if you've written other stories together since your first book, Exposure.
1: Um. We're just writing a couple short stories here and there for some anthology projects. We've got one actually coming out pretty soon. Um, we're going to uh, the sexy and sassy signing. Say that I five know. times fast. In, I'm uh, sorry, November. I'm gonna miss you. I'm, I'm not gonna be able to come. Uh, we're gonna be there in a couple of weeks, and we have actually have an anthology that's coming out just for that. But I think it's gonna be available on online. Uh, for a, at least a couple of months after oh very cool um, but uh, we are uh, basically he's been waiting around for me to finish the Constellation series mm-hmm. uh, and then once I finish this third book um, which I'm getting closer but I'm still writing so um, exciting. We, I can wait to uh, the end of their story I know <laughs> <laughs> I will say this okay so I'll come back to what I was saying but uh, for the third constellation book, I am having such a great time writing it. I was telling Morgan the other day that it's all—it's—it's it's just coming along together so well. It's very organic. Jack and Kathleen—I um, know these characters really well now, and this this one I feel is like really hitting a groove that um, I struggled to reach with the other two books. So oh my I'm, gosh,
3: I'm so excited! I can't wait! I can't wait! <laughs> <laughs> that's really, and that's so cool for you, because I know
2: yeah.
3: at different points in the past couple of years when you were writing these, that it yeah. got to be really tough. You really had to work through some stuff. Chaos and, in um,
1: particular was, was a real challenge for me, but I I was so proud of how that book came out. Oh, um,
3: I loved it. I, I really, really
1: that I forgot to bring with me when I was in Canada to have you sign. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's so funny. we have to get together again. Yes, we. do. Uh, yes. But once I once I get this book done, uh, we actually have two novels uh, in the works. So we'll Ooh. be writing.
2: We'll
1: be writing a lot more together in the near future.
3: That's very yeah. exciting. That was that was kind of our follow up like question, question about what our upcoming writing projects. For you, uh-huh. for, Morgan, for Morgan, and the Locklear Library in uh, general.
1: I, I can tell you for sure, two novels that we're planning on writing together. Morgan yeah. is very, very close to having another book of short stories completed. That does not um,
3: surprise me, the way that right? mind works.
1: Yes, he loves writing the short stories. So I think I think you're going to see a lot of that from him. And then, uh, I've got an idea for a duet that's kind of distantly related to the Constellation universe. Ooh, Um, yay. might get a little bit of a peak, peak hint,
2: hint in
1: Constellation 3 about it, but I don't know 100% when I'm gonna start working on it, like, hardcore. Might be a little while.
3: That's so cool. (laughs) <laughs> Any chance you will continue writing about the characters in your short story Fidelity? I don't know.
1: I you know, I really like Kurt and Sophia. So yeah. uh, I thought they were a great couple. I'm clearly they they go through a lot together and I bet they're gonna have just a really interesting life. So you never know. But yeah. no, plan, no plans no plans right now. Right? I, yeah, I never I never be, yeah. it
0: could be like my friends. Worker and his wife, Hannah Ward. Um, right. You know, they, they ended that's up right. coming to the States.
2: Yep. Yeah. You never know. She,
0: and she, after uh, her died, um, she went to Michigan. And she lived in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and worked at the University of Michigan for a long time.
3: Oh, that's a great place.
0: And That's a great place. Will, she will never forgive me, I'm sure, but my mother made her made her make me a dress for Christmas and I think I was about 10 and I was just so horrified by this dress <laughs> and it was a nice it was a beautiful dress and I just feel so bad because it, I was such a spoiled ignorant brat <laughs> for lack of a better <laughs> term At the, because I wouldn't wear I didn't want to wear it I don't like yeah. this dress <laughs>
1: I have uh, Hmm. my son you Uh, had an opinion I'm
3: sorry I said you had an opinion at a young age I can't imagine that
0: yeah neither could my parents especially (laughs) when they would
3: send me from
1: the dinner table my children are especially good looking and um, that's totally an unbiased neutral opinion but my son In particular is very striking and when he was a little boy I mean uh, people would just go on and on and on about how how handsome he was and he had to, I had to have him wear a suit to my best friend's wedding and I think he was eight or well, about eight years old at the time and we got the suit, and he just looked oh my god he was just beautiful and people were gushing and finally just starts crying Oh, and, no. and, and he ran, and I was like, "What's the biggest? I don't like when people give me compliments." You know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I love but it. Did
1: he catch yeah. the the garter?
3: <laughs>
1: no, but uh-huh. I have a pretty good uh photo of him on the dance floor from that night.
3: So. Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> precious. I love it. I love so it.
1: Patrick was nine or ten years old.
0: He was always. Uh, people always remarked that he looked like Bill Clinton.
3: <laughs> I can and, see that.
0: <laughs> and I, I, mean, I even had a caricature. Who nobody knew. I was at, like at a beach resort, and they, like you know, drawing characters. Go sit down, mm-hmm. Patrick, and they built, they they drew this whole thing, and it was Patrick at the. Uh, Resolute desk with the flags and everything else.
3: <laughs> That's funny, you know.
0: And it was always like, "Hey, Bill Clinton, but uh, 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 your doppelganger is coming to visit you." You know.
2: <laughs> anyway, yeah, did you
0: know that this might be? No. Which, um, no, no way near. But um, so you know Patrick would get all upset about this stuff and I can remember my cousin Janie's wedding she was you know he was like 10 years old at the time and he caught the garter oh,
3: oh yeah I love and it
0: the, the poor kid he's like what do I do with this
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know because Trust. I, I mean I... not for not that my cousin and her Companions and friends and whatever, and Danny's companions and friends were pure as the driven snow. Um, <laughs> you know, it was like they, they were, you know, going up the dress and pulling the garter down or whatever, or putting the garter back. However that worked, I don't know. It was not what I did. At the <laughs> point. I was pure as the driven snow.
2: Um,
0: <laughs> and so they—he's they, like, what do I do? You know, it's this poor kid and the, and the, and the girl that caught the bouquet. And it was, it was oh. an interesting combi- combination.
3: Oh, I I was at a wedding once. A little guy caught it, and um, everyone was telling him, Oh, you, the higher it goes, the more luck they have. And God loved that little guy. He just he went for it. He had no idea what he was doing, but he knew he had to get it up high. And the. Everyone was laughing though because it was incredibly innocent. But
2: <laughs> she yeah. just said,
3: "Oh, that's high enough, honey. That's that." <laughs> <okay. That's, laughs> right. Oh my gosh! I was, this little, you know, oh it, he was god. so determined to do it the right
0: way. Oh my gosh! Well, finally, so. Patrick gave it to one of Danny's friends and Danny's friends. <laughs> and okay, but it was like, oh my god, we still have,
2: we still have the quarter, though.
3: I love it. He Aww. has kept it. It's cute. I'm looking in the chat room Karen said I'm sorry I can't make it to SAS I know Karen I'm sorry you can't go either I'm sorry I can't go but I I hope Jennifer and Morgan have a great time and sell lots of books and speaking of selling books Kenzie had another question about Mm -hmm. will the Argyle Empire anthology ever be available again do you guys put them out Uh, we we have another run (laughs)
1: Probably not, but mm-hmm. I know there are a few copies floating around. So if Kenzie wants to send me a PM, uh, I can probably hook her up with them.
3: Oh, Kenzie, did you Here get you go, that?
2: Kenzie.
3: There you go. Mm-hmm. And Karen said her brother asked if he had to wear a, a bear suit. <laughs> <laughs> Why was he the ring bearer? <laughs> That's funny. I bet that is so cute.
0: Well, my my son's ex-wife is getting married in April of next year. And Isabella is like, you know, it's the wedding. Everything's the wedding.
2: Where we go? Oh, my God. Where's the honeymoon? (laughs) It's a destination. Yeah.
0: And she's going on and on and on and on. And I said, you know what, Isabella? Next time Mama tells you, And she gets nuts over what she's doing, what she's not doing, how she's doing it. Tell her she's a
2: bridezilla.
3: (laughs) Pam. (laughs) I can't believe you. (laughs) Why? Well,
0: you know, she gets crazy, and she doesn't know, and who,
2: and when, and why, and how. (laughs)
1: And so... Mama, that is right, funny. So it, it, it sounds like your granddaughter feels about that wedding the way my daughter feels about Twitter. Oh,
2: yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I have room Twitter for my children. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh,
3: Kenzie she, says, Thank yeah. you so much, Jennifer, by the way. And Monica said, Musing's got a bumpy ride. LOL, Jen.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, I, you, Monica got hers eventually, right? I think so. We had a saga mm-hmm. with that, but I think it eventually got to her. <laughs> <laughs>
2: hey,
1: you I know... think it. Well, or was that just this one? I can't remember. I tried to send something to Monica once, and it took like three times. I'm not even kidding. Oh, yeah. It was crazy. Yeah.
0: I sent a book to Samia back uh, about a year ago. And uh-huh. it was a Deborah Harkness book. And I. Because I'd had it signed for her Because she was here in the area And <laughs> I sent it um, It took Five days to get from Philadelphia To Lebanon And it took her a month To get from the Lebanese Customs to her house
1: Yeah yeah, Customs just makes everything so hard
2: I know, mm-hmm. I know. Yeah And Monica- I, I have another oh go ahead I have to
0: send her but uh and what she yelled at me about
2: so i already got <laughs> you know
1: it signed. we're talking about books I have to brag Morgan got me a copy of the mister with the pink pages and it came mm. today
3: did it really oh that's, <sighs> that's so cool I'm so excited he gets points he yeah. gets big points for but, that but
1: don't you have the pink panties I do have the pink panties. I got the, yeah, I, I was looking up to get the box with the pink panties. <laughs> Trunk monkey like, ran off with them, though, so.
2: Uh, oh, I Trump
3: <laughs> Well, I, I'm looking in the chat room. Um, Kenzie said LMAO, deja vu. Um, I'm pretty sure we've had this conversation before, Pam and Leslie. She also said Leslie scolding Pam is hilarious. <laughs> And uh, Monica said yes. <laughs> so I think the answer to your question, um, Jennifer, was yes. I, I believe Monica did get the book. And she said, yes. thank, but, thank you. but thank you. And Kenzie said, you should have seen the shithole mess I went through trying to send SR his Christmas gift. And they stole oh. my chocolate again. Customs is the culprit. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Karen said, that is so cool, Jen. And well done, Mog. So very very good good.
1: i think i think we've all been in that hell of trying to get something to sr's desk i think we've all all done it at one time or another
0: well i have to to laugh because yeah and when i when i was in england a couple years ago i was in oxford and while i was in oxford at the Bodleian, in their gift shop which is i think part of actually another library um they had the Star Wars, um, episode four, oh, no. A New Hope, Oh, cool. But in Shakespeare format. Oh. And I picked up <laughs> two of them because my son is a huge Star Wars fan. I mean, he reads, yeah. if my son reads fan fiction, it's Star Wars fan
2: fiction. <laughs> and, I love it. And so
0: I, I, I brought them home, and the day that I got home, the day or the day after, actually, I went to the post office and I sent the book to SR. And this was like October, mid October. A couple of days after Christmas, I got an email from SR. Thank you so much for your kind gift. <laughs> I sent that. In October.
3: That is hilarious. <laughs> well, you never know. Oh, Kenzie please. said she finally received everything safely, so so he she is happy now because he Sr finally received everything, and yeah, she said Pam is- puts my gifts to shame.
2: Oh please, no! Oh no, <laughs> Don't no! no. no. <laughs> Don't go there.
3: No, Kenzie, it's the thought that counts.
0: You know, that's exactly right, and that's what he appreciates the most. Mm-hmm. And but it was just so funny. And your, and your kind gift. And then, and then about five days later, I get another e- email from him. Thank you so much for your kind, your Christmas card. Your kind words. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God.
2: What you I love it.
3: Yeah, Kenzie said, customs stole my German chocolate I bought in Quebec. For whatever reason, I believe they steal it for snacks. Oh, <laughs> I know. Yeah,
0: you gotta you gotta be careful about sending food anywhere across borders.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That That's true. KK says she owes him cookies and donuts. KK, and I, I'm I love. For... I I I love your cookies. I can't wait till I can come and see you again, <laughs> and and hopefully we can. I would love to bake with you at some point. I think that would be fun.
0: That would be fun. Well, I'm I'm. Waiting for measurements and colors for an argyle vest. <laughs>
3: oh my gosh, <laughs> that's right. I love oh, and it. Then,
1: and then we I have knit. to have a pick. Up. I do knit, and
0: we were goofing around about something the other day. And I and I, I have this pattern. It, I've had this pattern probably about twenty years, to be honest with you. If you look at the hairstyles, especially, um, and I posted a picture of it, and he's like
2: Argyle.
3: It <laughs> is. It, it is the. Uh, it is the pattern of seduction, right? Yes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like- cake. KK's right, wrote, oh, I know it'd be a blast. Kenzie wrote, SR would do a little dance around his office in his Argyle socks, KK. <laughs> and mom said her Christmas card arrived in South Africa for Franca at Valentine's Day. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I got Franca's Christmas time. card,
0: like, around my birthday in April.
3: Yeah. Hey, and it had, and it that, had been,
0: that's a long
3: way, that's a long way to travel.
0: And it had been, like, got went someplace <laughs> Because a lot, mm-hmm. a lot of the ink that she used had run, and I was like, "I got it, thank you."
1: <laughs> That's great. So yeah, they all they all show up eventually.
3: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That is true. I would
1: I would like to be like the fly on the wall that, like you, you have to wonder when a delivery comes to Sr's house, like who's the the male person bringing all of that and
2: <laughs> he's, you know, he's, does, it,
1: does it come he's, on a pallet or <laughs> exactly
0: well
2: couple of, you know
1: I, well, we were goofing
0: around one day about the, the urban chariot and macklemore and lewis with that song that they do that he likes to post yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: I was goofing around about bobbleheads. Oh, and, yeah. And I, I searched the internet for a Dante bobblehead.
2: <laughs>
0: Nobody <laughs> had a Dante bobblehead. So I found this company, bobbleheads.com, and they would make it for me. All I had to do was show them pictures.
3: <laughs> Which is pretty awesome.
0: So it was made and it was sent to him with all the podcasters
2: from, from all
0: the podcasters. And But I got it like in February. I think he got it in May.
3: <laughs> hey, but the cool thing is he got it.
0: He got he it.
3: That wasn't lost in,
0: in the mail or,
3: or <laughs> confiscated by the, the customs it, agents. It was not
0: confiscated. And the mm-hmm. worst part of it, what I found out on my end, was that, you know, I went to this company, I think it was in Allentown, Pennsylvania, or North Carolina, somewhere. And they they, they get all the dimensions, and it's really cool the way they do it, because you can have them pre-made for anything. And you just show them pictures, you got a right, right, left profiles, front, back, wood body, whatever. And then they send it to China. So when this thing came, it was all Chinese
1: writing. <laughs> yeah. I love it. it was that crazy. is a wild journey. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that is a wild
0: journey. You think, so. think about it? Yes, Kenzie, I gave it to him. No, when your gifts are not trash. Don't worry about that. It's <laughs> the thought. That's what he thinks.
3: <laughs> I love Monica's uh, The Mail Went Into the Canoe. <laughs> 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 yes, I bet it did, Monica. <laughs> we well, you know,
0: I, I posted that picture to him of the canoe. When oh, yeah, the out, big red... When we were yeah. driving out of Toronto.
2: <laughs>
1: I know that canoe. Okay. <laughs> 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 did you guys find a canoe on your way out?
3: We did. I There's think I great, missed that. We're going to have to send you the picture of it. It's a big honkin' red canoe. Yeah. <laughs> like... I, 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 it's some public art sculpture, but it's massive. It's a massive canoe.
2: Yeah, when when
0: you're driving out of Toronto on the Queen Elizabeth Way, uh it's on the right hand side and it overlooks, uh, it's it's like, I want to say south, but it's actually west of the city itself before you hit Mm poor credit in Mississauga. Oh, okay and uh, oh. yeah. <laughs> you probably would have see, could see it on a train if you were looking for it, if you were going towards Niagara.
1: I must have missed that on all my trips so far. I'm going to have to look. Yeah, yeah really in,
3: in look search for. of the red gun. <laughs> oh my god
1: You know, when I'm <laughs> headed out that way, you know, to leave, I'm not in a good headspace. so. <laughs> oh,
3: definitely. <laughs> no. Trust me.
1: Every how, many day, times, how many
3: times, Pam, was I like, you know, we can turn around, right? It's like every other weekend.
0: <laughs> Coming <laughs> down every every hour. You know, we can turn around if you want.
3: Yeah. Right? I, I'm right. totally fine with that. We can go and back.
0: Then back and forth. I wish I were in Canada. I wish I were I in Canada. <laughs> I know. I
3: mean, it's. It, I still will say it to her. You know, Pam, <laughs> it's not that well, far. Well, you told me
0: this. So who's playing...
3: At the Irish Harp this weekend? Fiddlesticks, our beloved fiddlesticks. Aww. They're at the the bar where we first saw them mm-hmm. this weekend oh, well, yeah, at Niagara on the Lake. Up. And you better get up there. I know. <laughs> yeah. Trust me. They were in the last
2: weekend.
3: Yeah. And we are, we are their Pennsylvania groupies, oh, okay. and you, right. Jen, are their Oregon, That's right. part of the Oregon groupie contingent. Yes. And so. Jay and
0: Paola were are part of the Florida contention.
3: That's right. It was so funny. Oh, God. my gosh.
0: And
2: then...
3: Um, uh, Karen said, have you ever seen the video of a group of kids sledding in a canoe, ending up in a lake? That is so funny. No, I haven't, KK. She said, that was my childhood, LOL. And Kenzie oh, yeah. said, I nice and roomy is uh, what she said with the big red canoe. And KK said, yeah, the bobblehead maker is in Allentown, Pennsylvania. So uh, if you're looking for a special bobblehead in your life. And
1: they do pre-make oh, them.
3: Okay. That's good to know.
1: I actually wrote it down. So, um,
0: I know. I, and they have some great bobbleheads out there. I mean, as far as like this company the with what they design and everything it's really
2: cool yeah that's but.
3: that's a great idea
0: actually very clever
3: who I knows
0: I, I got this thank you note I've got this crazy bobblehead sitting on my desk
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I love it well ladies I hate to say it but yeah. we should be wrapping up
1: it's getting late for you guys it's, and
3: it's late on the east coast and you probably are exhausted from a full day at work on the west coast there jennifer
1: it's get yeah it's getting into my busy season at work and then i've got a a big project i've been working on so it, it's draining on my energy i need to go back to canada right now <laughs> yep
2: well, trust
3: me I, I've been saying this to Pam. I've been in my I've been in perpetual finals week for like a month. <laughs> it's like oh, finals week in college, where it's just been I've been on overdrive, and I did yeah. have a little bit of a break, but I had three major, and I'm talking big honkin' reports due within three days of each other, and right. um, presentations, and I, I'm working on two more reports now. But I did have a slight breather, but yeah, it's, I, I get it, I get yeah, it, we're headed, it's good we're stuff, headed
1: but... to our, um, our last quarter before the end of the fiscal year, oh, so yeah. I've got to get, I think, around 20 grants uh, out, plus all my usual stuff, so, oh <laughs> and, I, and I keep voting, I keep voting,
3: yes, I saw that, I, I just saw that, so I'll be voting too,
2: Oh for the aquarium? What we're
3: talking about is we're voting for the aquarium where Jennifer is a development officer and uh, they're in second place right now and go ahead Jen you can tell them a little bit about.
1: Yeah it's a it's a it's through the Advantis credit union which is a regional credit union out here but uh, they have a community fund they're awarding a total of fifty thousand dollars and we're hoping to win. Um, I think what we officially asked for was 6,500. Uh, and it's. It, it, and in case you're wondering what you're voting for, we we would take those funds and use them for our school outreach program. I love so, it. basically, our educators climb in a van. Um, Every year between October and May. And they go to schools all over the West. Um, They go all over Oregon. They go down to Northern California. They go into Idaho. Uh, They go up into Washington. And sometimes even Nevada. So. And they basically take the the ocean. To um, kids who don't get a chance. To visit themselves. So it's a really cool school. That is so awesome. So yeah. We've. I think you can vote once a day, every day until July 10th, and yeah, we're hoping to win. This, would be, this is the first time we've ever applied to this particular um, fund, so we didn't realize it was going to be a, a vote that we had to go through, but uh, we're doing pretty good so far. So thanks to everyone who's been voting. I really appreciate it.
3: Yes, and one of those people is KK. She says, I use all three of my email accounts every day.
2: Oh, thank you. she says it's
3: a great
1: program.
3: And uh, she also referenced the fact that um, the bobbleheads, like the Big Bang uh, Theory, um, they made dolls of themselves with a 3D printer. I think it is similar to that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, really, really great. Oh, well, and she's going to post that's the video funny. she referenced as well. So, okay. very, very cool.
0: We, uh, I know I, where I work, we work with, uh, I we do, it's called Music Play Patrol. And what mm-hmm. they do is they go out to those school libraries, summer camps, preschools, mm-hmm. daycare centers, and they bring music programs to the kids. So that's, that's great. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah.
1: Yeah, anytime okay. you can... Uh, um, take your mission out, out to people who can't get to you any other way. It's it's incredible how many um, kids we reach. Um, I'm trying to remember, right? I have all these stats at work, but uh, oh, yeah. it's something it's- like about 26 28,000 kids every year uh, wow. that we get, to, get awesome. to go out on the road and, be, and teach them about the ocean. It's pretty cool.
0: That is cool. There was a place in... And- um uh, south jersey uh that um we would be involved it's called the weekend but it's in stone harbor new jersey and they do Ooh. they teach you all about the um the the marsh system and how it works with the ocean and and the turtles and because mm. down there they have a lot of turtles the, well,
2: oh
0: yeah In my uncle's house I can remember from forever the turtles in the spring would come up they would lay their eggs in his yard and oh, wow. go back to the bay and stuff and then uh, usually uh, a while later you would find these little tiny baby turtles and they'd trying to find their way to the water
2: and Mm
0: -hmm. you know they would get caught like my uncle had this concrete breezeway and they would get caught in there or whatever and we'd pick them up and take them over to the beach and let them go but um they would this 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 group would every um i think it was in may they would bring all the school kids from the cape may county and they would take them to this beach across the street from my uncle's, and let go all these turtles that had been that they had uh, collected from being hatched and everything. And oh, they would—it wow. t- was neat. It was very neat.
3: Oh, I love those programs. So cool. Really, really cool stuff.
0: Yeah. So you're very lucky to work in something like that.
1: It's an amazing place to work. Um, I could go on and on about it, but I won't because it's getting late. But <laughs>
3: Yes, it is.
1: Um,
3: and, and we will, you know, actually, Jen, if I can think of it, we'll, we'll send out, we'll copy that link and send it as well.
1: Oh, thank um, you. Yeah, I've been sharing it on my Facebook and my Twitter, so you can find it there for sure. Great.
3: Right. And KK said the memorial fund for her nephew. They take kids to farms, fishing, and provide school lunches. They also provide scholarship for forestry and agriculture. So that's a beautiful tribute, um, sharing through education. through education. Yeah. Yeah. So Pam, yeah. what song is uh, are we are we uh, leaving the ladies with tonight?
0: Actually, we're leaving. Um, and this is from the Beatles' Gradles Tits." How this works, I don't know. Um, but it's Donovan who
3: was, oh,
2: cool. also, it
0: was a Scottish singer and it's Catch the Wind.
3: Wonderful. Very cool. Thanks so much for joining us, Jennifer. I was gonna it's say, yeah.
1: Thank you both for ha- having me back. It's always fun chatting with you and, and everyone in the in the chat room there. And uh thanks for helping me spread the word on, on our books. It's amazing.
3: We're very excited about it. And thank you for writing. Well, <laughs>
0: so gang I'm gonna leave you with this and again this is Donovan for us children of the 60s he was a uh, prolific writer and singer he's still alive and his daughter is uh an actress Ione Skye so anyway have a great night and again thank you Jen for joining us and we will keep a lookout for the paperback writers and hopefully we can get it going more. Have a good night, everybody.
3: Good night.
2: I bet I may as well try